Welcome back to Passy Isle. Yeah, I'm Kevin. I'm Meg. And today we're talking about thinking out loudly. And in addition to um, things that you want to mention. So I found a topic called healing the body. Mm. So let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thinking out loudly, from what I recall, is uh, we ran into certain situations in our relationship where we'll just have a normal conversation one person is either uh mentioning something that happened to them at their job or um at a wedding yeah and the other person just kind of voices their opinions but they didn't know how to voice their opinion to their partner in a correct format or I mean, there's there's no format, but it 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 just kind of feels like an attack. Or when it comes to an idea that you would kind of just mention, right? Or how I just kind of approach you sometimes, it, it feels like an attack. So, um, yeah, let's kind of talk about that. That's like thinking out loudly. You call that thinking out loudly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that a defense? So thinking out loudly is uh no calling it thinking it out loudly when clearly in my experience uh, cuz I'm on the receiving end and to give a clear example is like um I'm writing checks the writing checks thing. So that's a really common example of when you will approach me and it's like I've been doing it all wrong and I've been doing this well, how come you haven't been doing this that's how it comes off right yeah exactly and i'm like okay so you should just tell me that if you want to just do checks this way then just tell me that from now on and i give you example of how to say it from now on we're going to do checks like this yeah so yeah like there's there's ways to you can still it's important that thinking out loudly um can be used as a great way to communicate in a, in a relationship, but you have to kind of approach it in like a the safest way. So you have to kind of back up like your words. You just can't just say it the way I said it to you. You know what do you how, mean? So you know how um, where where you say like you have to kind of some things are just either meant to not to be said. Like don't say it at all. But um, keeping it in will actually cause even more uh, resentment or just keeping it in will cause you to explode in different times in different situations. So it's always good to voice your opinion, but then you have to kind of let your uh, partner know uh, this is your opinion and there's two sides to this opinion. So how would you do that? So you would have to kind of prep your partner up. You tell me how you would do that to me. Yeah, so... Um, versus saying like, uh, if I was to prep you in, 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 uh, writing those checks, for example, for, for that situation, yeah. uh, we would, um, I would say, okay, uh, I want to just kind of like, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking it's kind of hard. Um, but I want you to go through it and I'll let yeah. you know after you just go through it yeah. and I'll. Because I see now on on the outside, and I'm not taking anything personally. Yeah, I can let you know where your language pattern can maybe change. Mm-hmm. So, um, besides addressing like 
oh, can you uh, put all those checks within one check versus multiple checks? Uh, I would just kind of address, um, I believe this is just my opinion. I would just kind of say that. Just, this is just my opinion, and I, I believe this will kind of benefit us from saving more checks in the future. Mm-hmm. Can you, uh, or what do you think about um, having checks consolidated versus uh, just having multiple checks? Uh, that makes the system a lot more confusing. Okay. <laughs> but it, it's sort of like you, you want to support your opinion. And you want your opinion to be heard, or you want your? Uh, Are you talking about your opinion right now? I'm just talking about as an example. Be when, really, be really, really. Uh, try to be really clear and just use us. Yeah. Like uh, when I w- want to tell you something differently, I'm gonna say it like this now, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> versus doing it before like this. Uh-huh. So I hear what I hear is like, which I normally hear is uh, tiptoeing around. How do I say this in the nicest way? Yeah. And I don't I don't think I I think I need to be very clear and like you don't need to be like nice nice all the time yeah. you just need to be very clear. Yeah. And I think that comes from you not having a good teacher when you were young. Uh-huh. You know how you say your dad doesn't know how to teach? Like you don't know how to teach <laughs> either. <laughs> yeah. Where it comes off like you can't like it's it's so wishy-washy mm-hmm. where it's like I'm not clear exactly what I need from I need to do right now. Like I'm okay with giving, getting directions. That's why I said, um, and you were going to tell me like during that time, you were kind of tiptoeing around your words because you were like afraid to offend me how you're saying it. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's not, that's not the correct way to, uh, but you could tell me what I'm saying is you can just tell me and say, like I said before, it was like, no, just tell me if, if this is how checks are supposed to be done, just say that. Okay. From now on, from, uh, we're going to do checks like this. Yeah. I don't need to be. I was like, with checks, I'm like, okay, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's really thinking out loudly. I, I really don't think that's a good example. Hmm. Um, that's more like, uh, yeah, thinking out loudly is like when, when we're having like a discussion like, about business or, something. or about something. Yeah. About decision making. I mean, you already decided you're yeah. like, we're going to do checks like this. It's taking too many checks. And I'm like, yeah. okay, but you don't need to tell me, uh, how, like, oh, because like you're trying to be touchy feely with me or you're afraid to hurt my feelings about checks. Yeah. It like didn't really match up. So I'm like, no, if like, if this is a business thing, and this is how it's done, like how you do all the payments. I was just like, just tell me how to do it. I think, yeah. You know? it, well, you, it's not about being nice and fluffing about being clear and just saying it. Like, but that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I have to work on that, obviously. But, but th- And then you're saying like, that's not a good example of talking out loud. That's not, yeah, to address thinking out loudly, you have to kind of. Or thinking out loud. Yeah, you have to kind of like back up your words in a way that it's understanding to the other person that you're talking to. Do you mean buffer? No, not buffer. How do you mean? Like, give me an example. Um, What do you mean by back up your words when you're talking, thinking out loud? So say if you, uh, for example, you you lost your job. Okay. Right, at your nine to five, and then you're feeling bummed out, Mm -hmm. and then I approach you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... And this is like the bad example of thinking out loudly here. Okay. 
can this is the bad example. Okay. So it's like, oh, why don't you just, you know, relax, sit at home and uh, just... Don't worry about it. Yeah, just detox from all this. Yeah. And then some, you know, if if that happened to me, right? Uh Um, And knowing like how the male is supposed to take care of the family, supposed to bring the food. And then so you're making the money. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not I'm I'm not able to support you anymore, right? So it kinda uh gives a different fluctuation in our relationship. I would feel like super butthurt that if you said that. Oh, if I me. said that to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being insensitive. Yeah, being insensitive. Okay, but, <laughs> but you said this is not an example of thinking out loud. Well, I mean that is an example of thinking out loud. <laughs> but I'm so confused. Yeah, but there's there's a way that you're supposed to approach those words and how you say it that way, you know. Like this is maybe I don't want to, you know, like this is two sides of the story. Uh-huh. I uh, thought thinking out loud meant brainstorming. No. What does thinking out loud mean? Just voicing your opinion, like just Whatever comes up to your mind, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you not just, filtering what you're thinking. Yeah, you're not filtering it. And you just it. said it. And you just said it, yeah. Oh, okay. But then before just saying it, mm-hmm. you should kind of cut up those words and really analyze what you're about to say. So there, that's the con side if you, if you just said it, right? Okay. Without so, any filter. So thinking out loud is kind of like can be a con because you don't, maybe you don't filter your uh, words your because words. you don't uh, understand the situation fully. Yeah. Okay. Or you're not uh, <laughs> uh, you're not feeling any empathy or you you're, know, not you're not sensitive to the situation. Yeah, you're not considerate of the other side. Okay. Yeah. So from now on in the rest of this show, can you just use our real life examples yeah. so that I understand <laughs> what the hell you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you want to tell me about a time with why you brought this up? No, I thought, um, you know, you would think of a time that we came across that. Yeah, there was plenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well. You know, but most times, like, the person that's doing it, they're, they're not conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and if, if I do it a lot, then you're more conscious of, of the events that happened, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just went through this double time. <laughs> and also know that we're two different people in a way that I let go of things really fast. So I do forget yeah. the events. If you did, I mean, if there was a event that where you did it to me. Yeah. Um, well, I remember the, well, the first one was the, that you told me of that I know for sure is the pizza one where you're like, why did you get me pizza? I mean, I'm already trying to count my calories and lose weight and I'm pre-diabetic and why did you order me pizza? Mm -hmm. And you know, I break out from cheese and everything, but I was just like, I want pizza right now. And, uh, I love pizzas and I'm craving pizza, but I don't want to not get G anything. So I'll just get him a pizza. And when he gets home, then he'll have something to eat. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying, trying to cover all the bases, but mostly serving myself. Right. Yeah. And so when you told me, like, why'd you do that? You should have asked me. You should have called. If you wanted to get me something, you should have considered what I really want, right? And and I was like, oh, okay, good. Got it. Got it down. I won't do that again. 
and then but, we, we just know, came back from Maui. That, that's a great example. <laughs> yeah. So how would we approach a similar situation to that, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 a way that your opinion and all that, right, and how you approach me uh, can still be two sided. Like how it can, it can still be like not pissing off the other person. Yeah. You, how can we? You told me to be considerate. Text me, ask me, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll I'll ask you next time because I do find myself going to like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm already out, so I might as well go get something to eat, and I'll think of something that I like to eat or that you would like to eat too. But maybe you're like watching your diet, but I don't know which days you're watching your diet. But if I would have just, um, I had the impulse to just go buy McDonald's. And that day that I called you, I was out in uh, Eastfield. Uh, I was already like made up my mind I was going to go get McDonald's. But then I was like, oh, he wants me to ask him first. So I texted you or called you and I say, hey, I'm out here ready. Do you want something to eat out here? And then you told me, oh, well, McDonald's. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. So like I was already going that way anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you know, I was able to stop myself and then um, remember that, that what you remember what yeah. you wanted, right? Yeah. Um. So. Well, that's strong that you were able to pause yourself to really analyze um, your partner. Not really. I mean, I just I'm very good at following directions, mm-hmm. and uh, when I just t- spoke to my mom um last night and i was remembering a lot of things from my past i'm pretty good learner if you if i learn it well the first time i will remember forever Mm -hmm. right so um like there's a bunch of random ass facts that i remember because i learned the lesson really well so i'm a really good learner i'd say and so when i learned the lesson from you when you told me this is how you i was like boom it popped in my mind it wasn't hard i was just like oh i should i should call him real quick yeah, I, I think that's that's awesome that you have that those abilities. I, I guess that's the difference with me is uh, I see myself being very stubborn when it comes to learning. And As you were when you were a child. Same, yeah. yeah. Or when someone hands me a video game, it's too... If it's too hard. If it's like, too hard, yeah. I, I like, you know, forget it. I'm not going to play anymore. You <laughs> if know? anything's too hard, you're like, forget it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then if it's too fun, there's some sometimes I will go... Like the Sometimes extra mile. you want a little challenge, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Mario Tennis, like Mario or yeah. Trials Fusion, <laughs> stupid games. Well, but those are uh, those are genuinely hard. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It just needs to spark my interest, right? And then, then I was I'm, like, I would gave up already, <laughs> and I'm a gamer. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess it it depends what it is. I think the motivation has right yeah. has to interest you. The motivation. I'm motivated by. I don't want to be scolded that's one thing i don't want to be scolded Mm -hmm. like i'm always like um you know i don't like to disappoint i like to please Mm -hmm. so um when you told me that i was like being scolded so i was like i don't want to feel like that again too and also i just respect what you know you if you know you don't want to eat it okay (laughs) whatever yeah but i'm out here so and she would always call me and say Oh, you want something to eat whatever and and i feel like that's that's great that you mentioned that I, i feel i need to try get over the scolding part because i feel how my dad taught me was like, scolding. was scolding yeah and Asian style yeah. and yeah it's like how do you now break that you know mm, i had to learn that with uh jenna 
I scolded her a lot, but I didn't mean to. I just like mm-hmm. um It's like you're telling I'm, them the worst scenario, right? No, no, or, just the in the way that I say yeah. something. Hey. You know, like just like like an Asian dad, like an Asian yeah. mom, like and then that cuz that's the way I was taught and I, and then when I went into um like uh, taekwondo was very much like that and that was a big chunk of my life. So I have a lot of militaristic sort of training and mm-hmm. how uh, how I teach and and I carry that on through a lot. And then even when I left that first Taekwondo place, I took the same thing to everything that I was doing. I thought it was discipline. I thought it was like, we're being strong. We're being like, this is how you learn, like military, right? And there, there are some good things about the, a militaristic style, but like if you take all the fun out, it's cold, it's unloving, or it's unforgiving, or it's unsafe, it's like you're no fun. Yeah fuck you i'm out of here you know like that's how it feels like and um but how many years were you in there to influence your entire from 15 to 25 25 i mean we were together yeah i I was doing taekwondo when we were together oh yeah like yeah but was it really mirrored like uh, i tried no i brought my own militaristic style when when you were in adult class or when i was teaching kids and it didn't work because they're very american in this new school but i grew up in a very militaristic but that didn't even faded when you start working for uh it faded yeah or yeah master kwan master kwan yeah like it faded yeah yeah because he's like oh you have to uh tone it down (laughs) so did you tone it down of course because i told you know you told me to and the kids don't respond that way and they're just from the get-go not trained that way versus the first school i was in it was like the moment you get in there was very military like they have that stick and if your your hand is not right like if your if your fist is here yeah he will smack it until it's straight yeah so you know it's the right form so that's where i'm coming from so and I thought I became, you know, I had some great characteristics coming out of that. Oh, I see. And um, and so yes, that's was true. Like seventh grade or eighth. That's grade like or sophomore. Sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess in high school you, you can get influenced uh, by whoever you're surrounded. Especially with. because I had like zero friends, only in certain, like very very few friends until I, you know, got into taekwondo, and then it became like my whole world. Yeah. It was. It's a cult uh, atmosphere in in those type of places, and I was definitely in that almost yeah. that mindset for sure. Same. I would say same for any sport that you're in. But I don't know with the martial because I did I did volleyball, I did mm-hmm. basketball, um, and it's it's also who's coaching. It's different. Yeah, who's yeah. the coach? Like who's the head yeah. honcho? But then with martial arts, there's always this mystical thing about it. I don't know why. It's like it was very much kind of like a, you know Karate Kid but the evil one yeah (laughs) and they're all like tough guys and shit and you have your top the master master you have like the 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 goonies like all the the peons and then the captains and then the grandmaster yeah yeah it was like that yeah that's true so that's where i was coming from so i understand where you're coming from when you teach right and i'm but i'm like i keep telling you you need to tell me in a clear way mm-hmm. and not tiptoe around what you're saying because i it's still not clear because yeah. you're, you're trying to be nice about it when in actuality it doesn't help anything where yeah. you should just be clear and then sometimes i you know when i approach i feel like i'm scolding or i'm just way too forward and, <laughs> and then everyone gets pissed off or they get really hurt yeah, it's weird. So I 
have to find that happy medium in my language. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's been a challenge. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, because nobody taught you. But you, ha- you have to open your brain because I'm your first teacher in that, in that mm-hmm. way, in that type of language because I'm so conscious about, most of the time I'm so conscious about the way that I, I speak things and I frame things to you because I want to be considerate of your language, like how you're hearing it. If I say it like this, probably it sounds like that. So if you could do that, if you could just get into people's shoes, maybe maybe that will help. I'm not really sure. I think writing. A writing. I think writing will actually be the best approach, and actually staging up uh, the atmosphere by saying, "Okay, today, you know, I want to go over these topics." Yeah, if your I was, writing is really clear. Yeah, yeah, if I was to teach someone, I feel like writing will be the best approach, so they automatically know that they're in the mindset of being taught. But sometimes um, it's a split second. Like you were just, you came over really quick. Yeah, and you, you just told me. But if you can just take your writing and how you formulate your writing, and then but you say yeah. it that way, it could be more and in then, practice. Yeah, and then that would be where. You know, you kind of have to do your own filtration inside your brain and cut up your words before approaching, before I approach you, in a way. So yeah, um, but it's it just know that it is a challenge. Uh, I know that's why I keep when I just speak to telling you, yeah, our team as well, <laughs> or like when I, for example, um, like or Jenna, right? Or if if she was a second. Sometimes I have a hard time, like, yeah, on the fly. Yeah. I'm like, details, right? And that person is either not capable to do it that quickly. I have a hard time trying to Okay, walk to me through that. it so maybe I can help you yeah. with your language yeah. patterns. Walk me through what happened. So I know that in our relationship about the mistrust and stuff, right? Uh, about, did you do that? Did you do this? You know, it's important for us to have a checklist in our head when we're on a job because we really don't want to go back home and unload and things are missing, right? Uh So, um, and you've done this for the team as well. You gave them a checklist, but I feel like it's slowly vanishing. Nobody's us, remember that. Yeah, no one's us. No one's us. But... I sometimes feel like it, it, it. it's important that we still just kind of spit it out there in every event. Here's a checklist. Here's a checklist. Because they're not us, right? Can so, you give me a clear... Tell me what the hell happened. No, nothing happened. What? I'm just giving you an example. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say you have a hard time then? You must have gone through yeah, some it, situation. It just, what like, was that situation? It's just multiple events, you know. Just give me one situation and tell me clearly what happened. Don't speak generally to me. Um, because we won't get to the bottom of it if you're not really clear. Okay, so our latest wedding, um, she's not familiar with the venue, the ballroom, uh, where the actual ballroom that I was shooting, uh, the bridesmaids with. Uh, so I told her after you're done shooting the guys, can you bring all the guys to where I'm at so I can do a group shot? Uh huh. But then she didn't. She didn't check in with me, and all the guys just went back to the hotel. Oh, okay. So it was just a miscommunication. But then I clearly said I needed them. Yeah. In the ballroom for me to do the group shot. So she just dropped the ball. Yeah. 
So there, there's, <laughs> how did you say it? Just like that? Or did you tiptoe, tiptoe around what you said and then um, she interpreted as something else? Because I, many times you did that to me and I was like, I'm not really clear what you need. No, I I think it's pretty clear that I needed the bridal party shots. That's exactly what you room. said? Yeah. So no tiptoeing in this There's no room. tiptoeing yeah. there because I, I wanted that shot. Okay. Yeah. So she just but dropped then, the ball. Yeah, everyone was gone. Um, there was that and then for... Did she have complete control over the guys or were they very like... Were they rowdy? They were hard to, they were hard to handle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really, it could not really only be all her fault. Yeah. Because well, I, know, I, I ran into that situ- too. It's just a situation. Okay. Yeah. So how does this illustrate the whole like teaching thing or talking, not knowing how to say how the... I would say, yeah. So for another example is like uh, shooting in the reception. Uh-huh. I have a sense that they're not confident in their shots if they're approaching me and showing what they got. So I don't know. It gives me the wrong feeling or something. So, um, but at the same time, it, it gives me like, Oh, should I just do my own? If you're, you know, if you're asking, but me. I don't want to, you know, spark it upon them saying you're not confident in these shots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so you just, what happened then? So I just go straight and do my own shots. Okay. Yeah. I think it's okay to check in with somebody. Okay. Somebody who is learning. And I remember we did this a shit ton yeah. when we were still starting out. You, we'd show each other. What do you have? What do you have? What are your settings? You uh-huh. know, you would tell everybody. It's like, for some reason, you're afraid to take uh, the lead and that it's maybe construed in a in a mean way. Yeah. And when you tiptoe around your words, that's actually more frustrating. Because, you know, you say, okay, these people are ready, right? You got to trust the process, trust them Mm -hmm. uh, that they will bring you great work. Yeah, and that's very true. Like, what she's been bringing to the company is amazing. Uh, She's bringing her own flavors, right? Um, Qual's bringing his own flavor. Everyone in the team is bringing their own flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but when it when it comes to like, w- where is the line for us to still provide a sense of style, uh, like a consistent C of our company, you know, for yourself, for all of us as I, a no, unit, I think it's for you or as a unit, you know, we can they're, they're already be, doing they're already in our unit. Yeah, I know. But. I'm still kind of, I mean, it's still the uh, the own photographer's flavor, right? But how I'm seeing it, there's an In-N-Out is still an In-N-Out burger, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at the bottom line, whoever's cooking it, yeah, it's going to be slightly different from other different patties and how they're made and how they're cooked. Um, but at the end of the day, when they bite into it, it tastes the same. It's a really bad comparison because to make an In-N-Out burger does not require the amount of creativity, skill, drive, ambition, 
problem solving ideas, personality skills. Like these people are very highly, highly, specifically, nichely like trained in what we do. Mm. We already ask so much of them, and to give up not only their own name, I guess, on their photos and the work that they produce. And I, I tell you this like more often than not is like when you're talking about pictures of photos of details, that's just for you. Mm-hmm. The client does not know the difference. And what we produce in post, well, you it's keeps, consistently looked say, the same if you want to yeah. talk about a systematic similarity of style within the company we have still consistently put out the same stuff and we've never ever gotten a bad review or a complaint about details yeah i'm not really talking about the complaint or having someone like mad at us and talking crap about our work and they also need time to just get to just do the thing i don't know who will be ever any good in your eyes like honestly Mm -hmm. It's it's a pitless hole. It's like, don't even think about it. Yeah. Just do your own thing. Do your best job. And that's what I tell that's what I tell them. You know, it's like they always feel, oh, it's it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I'm like, you just do your own thing. You know, we trust you. You bring a lot of other things uh, besides perfection and details mm-hmm. that we value a lot. And honestly, I think you need to lay up on that. And if you have a question of somebody's confidence, um, it's okay. Like there was many times where you were unconfident. Yeah. And you had to just figure it out. And you need to allow people figure it out. It's okay. If you make a mistake in our company, um, not spitefully, you know, um, not maliciously, not unprofessionally, you know, you did your best and you, and that's really all we can ask for. It's like, just do your best Mm -hmm. and we support you. If, if you make a mistake, we will still support you because that's what a family does. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, like that, that seems like really small potatoes in the big picture. I always like to look at the big picture and you're very, I know you're very micro Mm -hmm. and I know you care about quality, but um, this micro, you know, dissolement from your own work, like it just really seems not very fair, you know, because you were, you were there. Mm -hmm. You were there when things were not perfect. You have to allow others around you to fall and, and uh, get up and fall and get up and so learn. Where? Do, how do they fall? How? Yeah. Well, in your eyes, it's not when it's not yours. When it's not your own photo, they're like they're already failing. No, but yeah, how do they know they're falling? How do they know? Yeah, like who determines that they have failed? Why should you determine it all the time? And why is not taking a a shot like yours failing? It's only failing in your eyes where it's it's a win for a client when they ca- when they capture the memories. Did yeah, you get it? Absolutely. I got it. Um but yeah, my question is when do they fail? Like how do they know they failed? Oh, they how, will, how do they, they will learn? know. How would they know? They will freaking know. Like what are they comparing themselves to? 
whatever. They have their own path. You cannot control somebody's, oh, how should I gauge my own growth? How should I learn how to talk to my mother? I don't fucking know. You got to figure it out. You know, like you have to have your own gauge, your own path. You can certainly draw an inspiration when you're ready to receive that inspiration or information and then move forward. But you can't control like a scientist. Okay, here's your next. Here's your next. Here's your next. It's like a god complex. I'm very like kind of confused how we run our company because we're still new. I would say like everyone's new when they run their own company mm-hmm. uh, because you can mold your business any way you want it. Yeah. Uh, just from my understanding and probably from your understanding when you worked at nine to five and I worked in the hospital, uh, we have standard procedures, right? Mm-hmm. And you created standard procedures within our company as well. But it's a very, uh, it, it's just very surface based, right? It's make sure you got these. But in a standard procedure, when you're doing an operation, it's very specific, mm-hmm. right? You want um, basically aseptic technique. You want to make sure, you know, you have multiple gloves on, things like that, right? But you, you just said we're new. So a lot of, of these standard procedures will be evolving mm-hmm. or even being created on the spot. And uh, we have to allow the flexibility to let that happen. And you must forgive that this is not a perfect system. A hospital that's been running forever you know, like, and you must say some of those standards of procedure are actually wrong, outdated, um, even sometimes hurtful. They used to lobotomize people who were had mental illness. So it's like sometimes it's not about like sticking to the plan all the time. But yes, we have a guidance and we have a foundation and hopefully we have good mental health to be able to make good decisions. But like, these standards of procedure are evolving all the time. I just, you know, sent Jenna out to her like first client meeting. Boom. Now I know, oh, I need to fix all this shit in my standards of procedure about how I would send somebody else out who's not you. But I just needed to know like, boom, let's run an experiment. And that's how life is. It's like, we just go, let's find out and adjust and then move on. And I'm going to adjust again and then move on. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. <laughs> I know we went off in a tangent. From, I'm not really sure where it's going, but I'll yeah. go there with you. I don't care. But I believe, yeah, I mean, this time, this Sunday around, we're just, you know, just letting it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, I wanted to ask you when you were telling, when you were saying, um, we run a company that's new and, um, well, what did you say? Like, how do, how do people know? And I think you're maybe asking me, like, how do we keep evolving? Like, all these people. And I, I think you're not totally responsible for that. You're not totally responsible for someone's evolution. We are here to mm-hmm. support them. But they all really have their own individual lives. Yeah. And um, all, that, all that we can try to do is build some culture, some team culture. And... We can reach out our hand just like us going out together for birthday parties, like who's available and that's it. That's all we can do. And we can just talk to people, maybe like more one-on-one. That could be a deeper level of our team. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Like they have to decide for themselves how they want to 
proceed and succeed in life. And it's, we can have levels in the company, but as we've kind of tried already, when I try to do that and try to predict what a level can be for one individual, it's out the window because it, things change or maybe you don't really like this sort of task or it's not suited to you. So I have to adjust it and, and that's what we just do. And so I think it's a lot, it's a lot easier to not try to predict everything in the future and, you know, trust in our intuition. I think that's a good one. You can't really uh, get that from anything else. Trusting your gut, um, trusting the process, I think. And then uh, the next one is just having good mental health, like so that you can make good sound decisions and you're not coming from a angry place or a hurt place or whatever or a dumbass place. Right? So to just come from good foundations and good bones and then being able to move and pivot and whatever, what we need to do because the, I mean, the future is always changing. You can't, can't really predict it. So I think with the company, it's like, yeah, we have a young, vibrant, maybe seems volatile because it, nothing is like a set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's okay. We're a, we're kind of like a startup in terms of um, having this team now. It's yeah. a new type of, it's the same business, but it's kind of changed. It's evolved a little bit. It's grown in size. So we're like, okay, what, is, what does this mean? Like we have a new body and we got to figure out how to move with it. So I'm just allowing us to, to uh, experiment it's not like we're suffering you know like if we we don't have to have all the weddings so it's a great time to test and run data and collect data and then and then just make good decisions from that you know yeah. and not being too too afraid or anxious about the future in terms of the business and um just being like trusting ourselves it's uh, i think that's a different vibe that i'm trying to put out is like i trust us to be okay because we make good decisions and when it comes down to it, we don't really need to worry so much about, Oh, what are they doing? What are they doing? But just like, as long as our circle, our little home is good and we have a good homeostasis with our team, like it's okay. They can like venture out and sometimes fail or make mistakes because we have a good center and yeah, we can't operate in a world that's like a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. It's just not possible. So yeah. we have to be okay with those fouls and fails. Yeah, that's good. Um, were you able to come uh, come across and read that Blue Bottle article that I sent you? Blue Bottle, the coffee company? Mm-hmm. Um, I know about their acquisition. I didn't read it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you sent well, me one? Yeah, I did oh, send it. Sorry. But yeah, you can read it on your own time. But it was pretty inspiring in how he first started and mm. everything and um although he he was bought out by nestle but how he first started yeah uh was pretty cool i mean he was just the same same thing like us he he, his father was a business owner so he was surrounded by um like a businessman uh way of thinking or so I forget his first business, but whatever he made from his first business, which was only like four or five thousand dollars a month, um, he liked doing whatever business that was. I just forget what it was. Mm-hmm. But then he also loved making coffee mm-hmm. on the side, mm-hmm. and um, he just saved up fifteen thousand dollars, and then that's how Blue Bottle was 
created mm. uh, in San Francisco in a little uh, in a little like hut in yeah. a way, and then he just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now, I thought it was pretty inspiring, but I, I shared it with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought there was three owners. Blue Bottle. Well, it started with one dude, and then you got oh, then like he probably co-owners. I or, see. Yeah, to uh, but fund he's it. the primary. They're, I see. I forgot. Oh, he's name. the founder. He's the founder. Okay, he's the one that you know made it from scratch yeah yeah but they cashed out and then now mm-hmm. funding other projects or something yeah now yeah. he's doing other things yeah 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 interesting um and then you know when i sit back and i read that article i'm like some some people are just very gifted to have that mindset off the bat to jump from one little step to a very large step yeah yeah but didn't he I mean, he was still very much a uh, an artisan roaster, right? Like he was, he, yeah. You know, he was all about it. And, he was uh, all about it. And the partners probably came in and, and took it to that next level. That's true, probably. Because an artist usually can't double as the sort of businessman that would yeah. oh, run in that sort yeah. of circle. And then that reminds me of what I wanted to say. What he said is that um, now before... He would just make four thousand, five thousand a month, and that just goes straight into his pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're at a larger scale, making seven hundred million dollars a year, yeah, um, he's spending more, right? So he's still making about probably twenty thousand, right, a month out of seven hundred million, and he's spending more than what he's actually receiving, yeah, per month. And I, th- I felt that was. Uh, pretty amazing to know because it's like yeah you can make so much a company can make so much but the people even you as the owner in the company really doesn't take home that entire 700 million yeah we all know that but even like two million or something of that you don't take that home Uh yeah it's all spent into materials all spent into your entire foundation of your company yeah and all the people that's working in it yeah yeah i was like so that's what makes a business owner happy that to know that their company is running and it's self-sustainable. And people are being taken care of. And people are taking, being taken care of in a way to a business owner, you feel good. Like, okay, everyone's being taken care of. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm satisfied that I still make 20000 a month. Fuck yeah, 20000 a month. <laughs> yeah, but I would say, you know, I was thinking he would make more out of that big chunk of seven. But that's you on the outside. Yeah. I think him, he's already inside. He knows what's going yeah. where. And he's like, dude, I'm very good with 20. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool, right? Yeah. It's cool to know that even how large, large of a scale that um, just know that you're always spending more on your business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. To continuously grow it. Yeah. You're giving more to the business than you're giving yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that that strike a nerve with you? I was like, whoa, that's a total different level because as of right now, it's different for us right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We're at a level of like (laughs) in just the hundreds. Like it's not 700 million. Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative though. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, most of our money is not going to the business, but it is tied up in the business where it's we can't up. we yeah. can't access it all the time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's a way to look at it. I yeah. mean, I think the ratio—if you look at the ratio of spending 
to what his net is, it's probably really similar to ours. Yeah. Because the number could be 700 million or ours is 100,000. But you just do the percentage, it's probably the same thing. Yeah. What's going where. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, though. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) I mean, that coffee could command that. Yeah. Like a buyout from Nestle. One of the, the major, you know, there's only a couple of companies in this world that control a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and Nestle's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, they opened a uh, blue bottle in South Korea. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And one in Japan, uh, they're just popping up everywhere. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of blue bottle. Uh, when we went there, it was like, it, it is. I never went there. It's uh, we did go there. We did go there. Yeah. I don't During remember. During an after training shoot, we just popped in because I was like, oh, I want to check out Blue Bottle because I want to see what this hollabaloo is about. And then we walk in. I was like, all right, cool. And it's like, it's good coffee, whatever. Um, but uh, people in the coffee world who are like roasters and in this field, they're like, they don't like it. Especially now that they're a part why, of Nestle. Why don't they like it? They don't like the whole like, and I think it's kind of unfounded. You should respect it. I mean- any any company that rises to that level, I think, does demand some respect. But who knows how they actually got there, like what really happened or whatever, to make that much money. How is it going down? Usually when you get to the bottom of it, it's usually not the best way, probably not the most ethically way. Because if you look at all the top companies that mm-hmm. make the most money, they certainly cut some corners and uh, maybe got even around like paying taxes and stuff. While people like us are hella paying taxes <laughs> but anyway we're not gonna get into yeah, that yeah. politics <laughs> uh but yeah the people in the coffee world like they they hate nestle because <laughs> they're like a bad company okay like ethically yeah yeah and coffee th- this type of coffee that blue bottle like boasted about was but the ca- coffee is good caring about the farmer is the coffee good yeah, because they care about the farmer. Okay. They understand the brewing process. They understand how to roast. And a big conglomerate like Nestle eating up Blue Bottle is kind of metaphorically like, oh, man, like the little guy is being eaten up by the conglomerate. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, But you just gave it up. That, same, that same story. And then, I, yeah. and then I, when I questioned it, they were like, oh, I think he's just cashing out to go fund his real projects. Yeah, his real it was project. just a vehicle to make some money. Um, but then you tell me about the founder who's very passionate about coffee. Yeah, so there's passionate. probably a bunch of shit in there that we don't know. Yeah. Especially you have two other partners, like, you, you know. I didn't really mention about the other partners. I yeah. only read up on him. Yeah. But um, but the coffee is good, right? It's just the the business side people are not fond of. Yeah, yeah. The right? ethics of the, the company eth- yeah. that bought them. Because now they're, they belong to Nestle. But you're saying that people now learn about the company in that sense of way, like coffee lovers learn about that that Nestle bought out Blue Bottle and they now they just hate his coffee or, or I don't know just, if they hate it or they just don't support. But they his just coffee. yeah they don't they don't support it anymore. Okay. They have like a sour taste in their mouth about it, and uh, I just thought it was interesting because that's what I learned when I went to my roasting class, and I was like interested to see what people were saying because. Um, um, I wasn't like, woohoo, wow, yeah, blue yeah. bottle coffee. Like, I wasn't an investor. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what um, the founder of uh, Bodie Leaf would do if Nestle wanted to buy Bodie Leaf. I mean, they would have 
done some things to Would probably they actually turn down the offer. No, 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 I think I think even to just get to that point to yeah. Nestle to look at you, you've probably done some things that you've already gone against your mission. Uh for Bodie being Bodie and them kind of like respecting their farmer and getting, you know, they care about fair pay for their farmers and stuff like I think it would just go against their original mm-hmm. statement as a company. And uh I've met Steve and he's like, he's, he's super cool and chill. It just, it seems like it'd be a bad fit, but who knows? Like money talks. So yeah. So like know. if they're just done with it, they're ready to go. Ready to then. move out, you know, ready okay. to just use it, use it as a vehicle. But I don't know. Coffee's interesting in the next couple of years when crops uh, are maybe not as sustainable due to well, global warming. Well, we hope warming. it's sustainable. Like. I mean, that's what they're saying. They're trying to scare everybody maybe to hike up the price or maybe hype coffee or stop, up. <laughs> more roasters. <laughs> uh, yeah, being made and yeah. stuff or whatever. I don't know what the case is. There's yeah. always Just some... Just do what you love. Just there's always some money it. issue. Yeah, fuck all that But I don't stuff. give a shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because um, there's something very like cool when you're just in your art. Yeah. And just like you, like when a bunch of new cameras and shit come out, yeah, it's very pretty. It's very cool. But in the end of the day, you're like, I've just got to do my thing with you what I got. Take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to do my thing with what I got. And, you know. It's it's the same damn tool since, like, people shoot with film cameras. the same damn thing. Yeah, same damn yeah. thing. But, yeah. yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. We, you know, just like all those crops and global warming crap, we get permits everywhere we go. Like, we're faced with permits. Mm. right Mm -hmm. and not everybody want to pay for permits and we're forced to shoot at the same spot photo permits yeah photo permits same thing with uh global warming there's someone going to cultivate uh all these beans elsewhere they're going to find a way and there's hopefully yeah coffee is in every culture i don't think that's ever going to happen (laughs) where you won't see any coffee anymore well, you will eventually, like in the way ass future, nothing will be here. Yeah, anymore. but we'll be it's dead. Like, yeah. So I'm not even worried about that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about healing the body. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, how are you doing uh, after we spoke yesterday about uh, creating a meal plan? Yeah, and- thank you for that. I've been following you today and I like it a lot. And it, it took you two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and i was thinking like oh i have to sit down because you know i, I to make i'm a very list. organized yeah, already yeah, yeah. i already know yeah like. you have a gift in that um i i'm very like just like we had that conversation about business like we just let's go with the flow let's be flexible you're like like this right so it's great that you're like that um but yeah i've been following my my meal plan today and um my bloat has not gone down yet but uh the salary i think is helping and I'm on my second day, so okay. just see with that. Um, I'm not on birth control anymore, so I'm starting to feel a little bit different also. What do you um, feel like you need curology? I was thinking about that because I was like, oh, like, but I think that's kind of like. Cheese? No, no, no. Dairy? No, I think that's just a, an anxious mind. Okay. Um, If I do actually need it, then I'll pursue it or whatever, but. I never had, I never cared for my face before like I do now. So hopefully yeah. um, I can just do that. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking, hmm, I don't really have that much acne. Are they going to be able to help me? Normally do you get, don't even have a lot. If I do get it, it's cystic. 
It's just one though. Um, and it all it's like all the pimples that I could have had in one year into one. Yeah, pimple. only one. <laughs> That's not really a crazy what they'll call a breakout. Yeah, but yeah. it would still it's still like I don't like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like somebody on your side would probably be like, "Dude, you only got fucking one. Like, don't even fucking worry about." It. But on my end, I'm like, "Nah, it's something to worry because yeah. it scars and it stays there for months and months, and it's just not cool. Like, that's not me." Like, or when I look in the mirror, it's not me. But um, other than that, um, coming back from the trip, like, um, I just feel good to be back home. And, um, like, I'm taking this week to just really relax and uh, have complete control over what I eat and um, just do my work and just, like, try to get back to normal. <laughs> and heal and then i just finished my um antibiotics yesterday so that's finally out of my system where and i feel um incredibly lighter today and not but uh, i think a big part of that was discovering uh, that i talked to my mom last night and we had a massive open um opening of the floodgates therapy session and finally i was able to tell her all the things that i wanted to say i'm still there i'm sure there's still more but i was able to figure out in the conversation i didn't tell you yet because i was like still processing everything and you're like what did you talk about i was like dude we talked about a lot of stuff and then now i am and i told jenna today so i have had time to process everything but i figured out i think one of the major sources of my chronic pain which was um the feeling of being rejected and what else did i say um um you're not feel of being rejected and then you not seeing what i'm going through you not noticing me you're not noticing my pain or my suffering um because i was able to tell her like dude from the moment i had that accident in sixth grade and in sixth grade you're like 12 or something like that, uh, 11, 10 or 11, something like that. Um, and then when I, during that time when I felt like she didn't even notice, she didn't even see me, she didn't even see what was going on to ask me or anything like that, uh, just dropped off clothes and went back home or something or went back to work. Does she remember that time? She remembers it vaguely and she told, she's like, she was very much like you. And I was like having a lot of epiphanies at this time. And I was like, oh, like she didn't even know. She didn't even notice. And she was like, I'm so sorry that you felt that way. I didn't mean for you to feel like that. And I didn't even know I was doing that. And um, uh, But I found out that was the, the source or one of the sources because every time I would try to talk to my mom about something and I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to go deep. We're going to be closer Um, We're going to talk about what I really feel or what you really feel and not have this, I would call it a wall between us. Um, I feel like you change the subject or you don't want to talk about it anymore or you're going to go clean or cook now. Um, And then it feels like I'm being rejected because uh, I would be like, okay, here, let's go. I want to go. Let's, let's go. Let's talk. And then you're like, you just change the subject or I feel that you're, uh, you're getting angry or you're turning away or you're closing yourself off to me. And then I'm like, okay, I don't even want to push her anymore. 
and then and then it still feels like rejection so it really hurts but and then it's happened like so many times but i didn't even know <laughs> that's that's what it was until i started to talk about it. i was like oh yeah so like i think it's this like um being hurt from being rejected like you're not you're not accepting me and uh you would talk and then i would hear stories of oh my mom talking to michelle or my mom talking to so-and-so about me or about whatever issues that she's going through and i'm like why don't you talk to me you know so like being like uh left out or just being rejected and then i related it to you and i was like oh yeah when she like rejects me or if i feel because you're not really literally rejecting me i feel you're rejecting me however you act or you pull away if i try to touch you or something like that when we're in target like that rejection i think i think is a source of a lot of pain um and anxiety and it manifests uh, and for me is ibs anxiety um a fear of the future and uh back pain or whatever because i was and it was so cool that how we came to discover it together because i was telling her you know what i'm um I've been doing research about chronic pain and they don't think it's anything to do with, oh, you have weak knees, go work out. It's actually having to do with a lot of repressed emotion and trauma from when you were a child specifically. And then I was like, so then I was just talking to her. I was like, I wonder what that is. (laughs) And then she went to go on and say like, um, because we were talking about that incident in sixth grade and she was like, have you not forgiven me for that? And I was like, no, of course, of course I forgive him. We're both crying and everything. And I was like, of course, of course I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Um, and it wasn't like I'm angry or something, but I think I was just still hurt. And I just wanted my mom to like pay attention to see what had happened to me, to see it and be like, oh, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like, Let's talk about it. Let's get through it. Like, I'm here for you. Like, that's what I want to hear. And uh, and I was telling my mom that every time you don't have the conversations with me about whatever and I feel like you're turning away or you're uh, closing yourself off, then I'm like, oh, it's like you're again, you're rejecting me. You're not saying, oh, OK, let's talk about it. You know, it feels like that, I think, in my mind. And I was just dissecting it and trying to analyze like. So you, you felt you like you I mean? weren't accepted or something in a way like you you didn't you didn't meet the standards of your Mm -hmm. parents no 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 like for example you're really you're really similar to my mom so um me hurting and going through my back pain the very first time remember when i um was trying to stretch out my back on the big bouncy medicine ball in yorba do you remember that and we were supposed to go shoot an indian wedding I don't I don't remember. I mean, of course you'll remember the events. So this one yeah. was like I was crying and um this is when you this is we were really young, but back in like 2012 when I first injured it and you were like um here stretch out your back on the medicine ball or whatever and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then when I did it, I just uh injured myself further. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't get up. I literally couldn't stand back up again. And me- do you remember having to like lift me up? We were in your room. I have. I, I, I can't uh, say I can remember that. 
And I was just like crying so much because it hurt so bad. Yeah. And then I had to just lay there on the bed. And then you had to go shoot some wedding um, within Yorba. Like it was an Indian wedding or event in mm -hmm. Yorba Linda. So it was so close. And like the fact that you asked me like, okay, you ready to go? You ready yeah. to go? We got to go shoot now. The fact that you even asked me that was like, you didn't see what I'm going through. Yeah. And you do that often throughout our relationship. You're not, I've, I feel like you're not seeing what I'm going through or even considering what this is and what this feels like. You're just like, okay, time to move on. Like, I don't give a fuck, you know, like no fucks given. And, um, and that's really hurtful to me. So that's mm -hmm. how I perceive that. And um, that's just been going on forever. And then I didn't really know how to like verbalize it. And so I can't even ask you to correct that because I didn't know what it was. It was just like a feeling. And um, I think maybe on the outside, it is obvious. Like if somebody went through something really painful and you just wanted to get up and go and not even address what's going on or ask if you're okay or are you sure you can do this or some kind of reassurance or sympathy um, was just like, not even there you're not even looking you're not even paying attention or you're not willing to look that's how it kind of feels like sometimes too with you and my mom I'm not even willing to go there mm -hmm. you know i'm opening the door i'm like hey i'm hurt but you're not willing to to ask hey are you doing okay like i'm you know i would just want to know or whatever and uh and so i think uh that was a big source and we, and that we were able to reconcile depression I, it caused a bunch of stuff. Mm. So um, I've been doing a lot more research about chronic pain and it's led me to uh, there's an illness between the mind and the body in me or people like me who have chronic pain because pain is normal. You're going to feel pain, mm. right? But when it's sticking around for years, it's called chronic pain. And so there's something else wrong that's, uh, keeping your body what they call in fight or flight mode in a state of fear and what your body does in the state of fear is it protects itself. So it will create conditions like IBS because you're afraid of whatever XYZ it will keep you in, in terms of it's thinking it's protecting you because it doesn't know the difference. So your body creates conditions or illnesses in the body to keep you home, to keep you safe, to not move and you begin to just be like, okay, I'm safe, right? I'm not, I'm not doing anything. But in actuality, it's like the worst thing for you. And, um, and it's just because your mind is tied to that emotion and being stuck, mm -hmm. being stuck in fear in that fight or flight mode. And you never got out of it. Like a deer will run for its life. And then once the danger is gone, he's like, meh. <laughs> he'll like shake. He'll, be like, he'll literally shake it off. And then he'll be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna just go back to eating my grass, right? Humans can't do that because of how emotional we can be and all the emotional trauma that you carry from your childhood. And like a deer will live for like, what, a couple years? Like we live a long time. So we have a longer time to actually carry a bunch of shit from our childhood mm -hmm. and have it form and manifest into all kinds of things. With me, it's IBS, the hip pain thingy, me, this random ass bunion that like, I don't even wear shoes most of the time. Why do I have bunions? It doesn't make sense. I have uh, migraines, right? So there's all of this emotional repressed 
crap going on that I haven't properly dealt with or identified, and it keeps manifesting into this pain. So that's what my research has said. That's what the, it's called like uh, TMS or something like that. Um, uh, but I, after everything that I've gone through, I, I really believe it. And um, after I talked to my mom last night and we were able to really just release and pull arrows with each other, um, um, like I felt elated, just like so like, oh, mom, I really wanted to tell you that like forever. You know, like I really wanted to tell you. So you tried to tell her before and it just. Oh, I barely tried, you know, you barely tried because and I told her why. But you I did was tell afraid. you did tell Tony though, right? I told everybody else, just like I told everybody about you, yeah. and I didn't talk to you about what I was wanting from you. I was like, "It's so silly." I was like, "Holy!" But crap. when you told Tony, didn't she listen to the podcast, mm, the Golden yeah. Rule? No, but I didn't say it in those those very clear words that I just told oh, I you, because I didn't really know what it was. I was just like, okay. "Dang, my mom doesn't talk to me." And I would complain. I'm more like complaining on the outside to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really, what I'm really yearning for is this connection with my mom where it's like, I just, you know, you can buy me all the shit in the world. Like my mom likes to buy us stuff. Um, but I don't really need that. What I really need is for you and I to have this type of relationship that I'm asking for. And uh, for you to see for you to, to see what I went through and to understand what I went through and, and that's it. And then, and then when it's time for you to share with me, like I, I told her too, like I need you to let me into, you know, like yet yeah, we're into her, into what she's, what going, she's through. going through. Yeah. Because when you don't tell did me, did she express anything? She did. Yeah. Okay. It was really cool. And so, um, I was like, we're not going to get, out everything in one night which is beautiful because we just can keep talking to each other and mm -hmm. uh i i learned some of her own fears and her own things that she um hasn't been clear about and there, there was a lot of pain behind that as well and i was like okay cool so now i know too like how i can how i can be also better in this relationship because yeah. i was telling her i take a lot of how i was with you as a child and I bring that into my adulthood, but I'm not a child, but I'm acting like a child in this relationship where it's like the moment I feel this uh, look or whatever, mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, I'm going to get spanked. I'm going to get scolded, you know? So I have this like fear-based mentality as a child, which it shouldn't be the case because my mom has changed. She's totally not like that yeah. now. And, uh, but no, I'm, we're, we're growing <laughs> we're and I'm an adult be different yeah. and I'm an adult. Right. But yeah. no, actually mentally, emotionally, when I talk to my mom, I become a child again. Hmm. So, and I was able to, ex to discover that and explain it to her. And she, and then I was like, but I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be an adult woman talking, talking to, to my her. adult mother well, <laughs> you yeah. know, and have this, you know, two women sort of relationship now. And I know we'll have a lot more to say on that, but I was just like, so happy because I I didn't think I'd ever get to that point. I was telling everybody, like, <laughs> I didn't realize this too. I would complain a lot to everybody else about my mom because I want, I actually am thirsty for this attention, this attention and uh, for her not to reject me in terms of talking with me and being real with me. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because, yeah, when people complain about something, they just want to be heard. 
by the actual source. Yes. Yeah. So if, when you're complaining about me to all of our friends, uh, you just want to talk I to me. I just want to talk to yeah. you. But, you know, the fear that I had, is it was kind of like a really similar fear. Yeah. I'm afraid that when you go like, you're like, I don't have time or whatever, I would feel like rejected or mm -hmm. something like that. And um, But I, I also realized how easy it was too because um, when I finally spoke to you about certain things, you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, like money, that was a big one that I was like, I perceive it this way mm -hmm. because of certain behaviors, right? And I'm like, but I all I needed to do was go, hey, these behaviors that you're doing make me feel like this, right? And I just need you to change that because I know you don't mean to do or say so I don't want to feel like that. So let's just change the way you approach about these certain things. And then like we transferred that kind of attitude into everything. And we're trying to do that with the business now with like new ideas and shit like that. So mm. um, it was actually just this whole like build up in your mind of this childlike relationship that you carry from your childhood. And you have to learn how to break free of that and, and like, uh Yeah. Just break free of that. Yeah. How you perceive the world. And then after, I was like, wow, I feel. And you feel. Light. I feel. feel light. I feel less angry too. <laughs> I have a lot of anger uh, issues. Yeah. And uh, what, today. I knew, I knew you were angry when uh, you got that UTI on our honeymoon and the entire world was. You felt like. I was, was I was incredibly angry. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, why does one thing lead to another and why it has to happen on our vacation and why can't I have anything good and all that. It was like, yeah, yeah I, was, I knew, I knew those words and I, I had those words for myself before I was yeah. like, before when I was, uh, before when I was young, I, yeah. I was very adventurous. I'm still adventurous now, but before I would get into a lot of injuries every year, one year I'm breaking a pinky. The other year I broke my chin, uh, or the other year, like I just, you know, fractured something, right? Or, and then another year I got cystic acne. And then I was like, why are all another. these happening every year? Yeah. And I would tell my mom that I was like, yeah, I'm pissed off. I'm not going <laughs> to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do anything that's crazy. Yeah. Which I was like a nerd for like, like <laughs> three you, years. What do you mean? Like you read comic books? Or no, I just sat home, played Counter Strike, and oh. uh, went swimming. The most like gentle, a uh, gentle sport. <laughs> yeah. And then after three years, I'm like, fuck that! I can't, do, can't do it anymore. <laughs> I just went out like yeah. go crazy, mountain biking, and all that crap. So yeah, that's when I met you. Were doing everything. Yeah, because I was holding it in. I was oh. like, I'm tired of getting injured. Yeah, I'm tired of all these things. Yeah, remember the time the first day I took CBD and then I was like, woohoo! And then I went to go work out really hardcore yeah. and then I came back and I got injured and then I was like on the brink of tears and yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is that working? And you're like, you gotta just take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so hard to take it easy because I told you, remember, I was like, I, there's so much in me that wants to burst out. I'm an athletic person. Me not doing sports is madness and I yeah. have not been doing sports for over six years, right? So, um, yeah, and then like it's just like a vicious cycle. I was like, dude, I'm, I don't feel good. Like I should be doing sports, you know? Yeah, but, but to be honest, like that Maui trip, um, it was spontaneous. It was planned within three weeks out, 
and we're like, you know, let's just go to Maui. And, well, we've been there so many times. And so. we've been there so many times. So it, it's great that we've been there so many times. So it yeah. didn't feel like we really lost out on any scenic thing. It was mainly just to relax. Yeah. Uh, we did sleep a lot in, in the first few days. And, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when we snorkel, it wasn't the same effect. I have to be honest there as well. I wasn't yeah. like really just wowed, wowed because... Yeah. I felt like this year more than ever, I visited the ocean and I'm just in the ocean (laughs) (laughs) all the time, right? So it's nothing new that I'm in Maui in the ocean other than I can see somewhat fishes swimming around. Yeah, Um, but it's the same fish But it's the same, it's the same fish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing is that you're in the water with me when we're doing it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You just don't see that in Southern California where you're in the water with me. (laughs) It's cold here. But and then the other thing is, uh, like usual, like flying is a pain. Um, even how close Ontario Airport is, um, just flying in general uh, kind of sucks. And just like how really Qual sucks. puts it together, you you get there, you wait. You, <laughs> yeah. you wait, and then you get on the plane, and then, then you, you wait. wait again. You get off the plane, and then, then you, you wait, wait again. <laughs> Then you go to the hotel and then you wait again. Yeah. It's and then you perfect, finally made it to your perfectly room. Perfectly explained. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, ugh. That's and why then, I hate traveling. Then I went recently on Facebook and I read an article. You can buy at your own Airbus. What? <laughs> yeah. They're like selling those big ass airplanes. And but I you was have like, to come with a pilot? No, you have to learn how to fly and Talk everything yeah <laughs> but i was like oh okay that's how those guys like just kind of pick up a company like frontier or oh. or uh, spirit airline those oh. little cheap ass airplanes yeah. <laughs> and charge people <laughs> 50 like for dollars for a tiny ass seat <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. so how how was the was it really it was probably really challenging for you to be around me <laughs> It was, it, yeah, it was quite challenging yeah. because of eating for one thing, mm-hmm. absolutely. And like I said, I haven't really adjusted. Uh, and I wasn't sure, like, if you, I mean, you did mention that you were going to start this uh, meal plan, right? But then when how I saw it, it was just, now we figured that you need an actual meal plan. You weren't on a meal plan uh, when we were on vacation. Yeah. And it was different because it's old habits. You go on vacation, you splurge. You just go everywhere. You just go eat anything, right? So it was very different. I mean, I was still conscious in a way that you had a specific diet. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes, yeah, like the old habits overpowers the new habit. And I was like, uh, I just want banana bread. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, like, and I'm sorry that I kept on enticing you with that right <laughs> banana bread yeah um, man. but damn it was hard you know Not, fuck, man. you don't know where to s- voice that you know like i can't go to a wall and say man that fucking banana bread was amazing right yeah. so it, you can say it yeah um but that's like rubbing it in your face but in when a you way. ask me if i want some yeah. that's one step too far man yeah. especially when i already foretold you many more what did I say? Like five times I counted. Yeah. Um, don't right. offer me anything because it's really hard for me. Yeah. And then um, I hate it when you'll be like, oh, I want to go get in and out. And then you'll be like, 
Uh, I was like, go get it then, you know, like, it's cool. Um, and then the one step too far is like, oh, I can't. It's like, you have the ability to fucking eat. So eat and then be be done with it. Don't be like trying to do this fake ass sympathy thing. You're like, oh, I can't. You don't need to do that shit. It's annoying. Just eat what you want to eat. Just don't offer me any. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I've been yeah like challenging myself insensitive. yesterday as well. Yeah. So I didn't tell you I went out and I ate after the meeting. You already told me that you said you were going to go out and get your own meals. No, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, you did. Yesterday during the meeting? No, not during the meeting. Um, when you were giving me the meal plan. Oh, I, I forget. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm helping you with this meal plan and I'm just going to like, you know, challenge myself not to um, uh, like offer you anything or eat around you. I'm just going to go get my own meals. I was like, good. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, I went to grab my own meal. Good. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. The guilt that you are projecting on me, that's from you because yeah. you went out and I already know that. But I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough for me to worry about like me having like, oh, what am I going to cook for myself when I'm on oh, my only options is three things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How am I going to mix it up today? Like yeah. <laughs> beef, rice and zucchini. So or? how how are you thinking of uh, other than a meal plan? How are you? What are you doing to heal your body? Um, I'm doing the emotional exercises, which are things like the show, like discovering things like I did with my mom and keep doing that whenever I feel the opportunity is there, then take it. Cause I think many opportunities arise for people to squash emotional bullshit and they run away from it or mm -hmm. they ignore it. So when I feel those inklings, I want to not ignore them as well. And especially with my mom, cause that's what I would do. I would just, okay, you're shutting up, you're turning away. I'm going to turn away too. But then I feel left. So rejected. you would say you're, so you're, I mean, other than myself, that we we had uh, issues that you had to draw arrows out and stuff. Uh, your mom was the other person. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone else? I think that's it. Those are the ones that matter to me right now. I see. Yeah. And um, I want to just start there. I think that was the source of a lot of, for me, uh, kind of like, addressing the inner child that's what this podcast i'm listening to it's about chronic pain and how you start to heal so i've been following her guidance mm -hmm. and um just really like i knew that happened to me i already discussed what the situation was but there was something else that i hadn't really processed so uh, i'm just taking more time to process the things that happened to me when i'm little or how i may have perceived things when i'm little and then relate them into why it's manifesting into certain things now, hmm. you know, and trying to just kind of like follow the breadcrumbs and then see where that leads me. So I'm on like a breadcrumb trail and every day I learn a little bit something new and I do experience right now with just eating clean for two days. Um, I feel better. Yeah. Once you do it for 20 days, uh, it will feel like a habit. But I'm just... You know, it is still very difficult. So I'm focusing on smaller goals. Mm -hmm. The seven days I think is cool. Documenting my food, like you said, is cool. I've been better about that on the my app. And then um, taking all my supplements 
and I think the celery juice is pretty awesome. And I think the plan really helped to go just seeing it. Yeah. Even though you can know it, but to see it laid and out. And I'm a visual learner, so when I see it like that, it's almost comforting too. Yeah. Like, don't worry, you're gonna eat this, 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 this until this day, and you don't have to think or put so much energy in uh, putting so much energy into like not only researching what the fuck's wrong with you, but then like um, taking action. That's like both a lot of energy to do, and that's not even doing your job. Yeah, taking action starts with you. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I I feel the same way for um, like Tony to take action to use curology like taking advice from someone that doesn't have any breakouts right but uh, to tell <laughs> someone else right uh-huh. yeah it's not like i never had breakouts uh no but yeah i'm just saying like yeah um oh like not and then applying yeah trusted and, source. <laughs> yeah and and now applying it and and seeing the positive outlook of what it can do for you yeah. and once you keep uh manifesting that it's going to work uh for for you it's going to work yeah. and i'm excited to see that he's excited that it works that's cool yeah and, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you, you too and you're excited to know that you're actually taking a step closer to your goals yeah the, what you want yeah is to squash that chronic pain yeah 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 for or sure. control it somehow you yeah. know or just, just yeah, just not be so um, at the whim of my emotions that has happened so long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to just release it. I want to accept what happened and accept all of that. I have my acceptance from my mother. I know she, she said, you can always tell me anything, anything, everything, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. And um, like she said, exactly like that. And I was like, awesome. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's what a blessing how many children have that opportunity and i I was thinking oh is it always going to be like this where i don't um i don't tell i don't talk to my mom the way that i really want to you know i was always kind of sad about that and a little bit like oh you know and then angry sometimes too because like why can't you just do this or why why don't you see me and i i think that's that really squashed a lot of like inner anger. I had a, a lot of anger and I think it stemmed from there. Yeah. Um, from the moments where wherever I felt rejected, it piles up and I don't even probably remember a lot of them, but um, I think what happens is you just get really good at repressing your emotion. Like my mom is like aces at it. <laughs> so uh, you start to ignore and, and it starts to turn into all these other things. Like, mm. why do I, why is this always hurting? Like, I'm doing all the shit. I'm doing my yoga. I'm doing all this. Like, I eat healthy. Like, why do I still have this? Could be some repressed emotion stuff. Mm. Could mm-hmm. be worth digging there and seeing what's up there. Yeah. And I'm so glad we were able to do it. And uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, Qual was like downstairs. Like, is she okay? Like, <laughs> did she go to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I uh, knew Qual was here, but I knew that, you know, he understands and yeah. uh, he would not be offended that I'm doing this with my mom. Like, yeah, he'd be like, go back up there, you know. So I knew I knew Qual would be OK. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't be like, oh, Meg is being rude or whatever. Yeah. Because he's my friend. So <laughs> he knows. No, he knows. Yeah. So 
Um, but yeah, we had that opportunity to to do that, and I was like, it is surreal. It was surreal when I when I was done. I was like, I cannot believe this happened. I can't believe it. Like I would, it's like you have this story, like in your in your mind, and like you just you believe it really hard, and then you're pleasantly surprised. Like it's like how I felt about you was like, oh, it's that wasn't so bad, you know? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. so bad. Like he actually is listening to me. Or he sees me or hears me this time. And, and this time I was able to get your attention. Or this time, that's what I said to my mom. I was like, oh, this time I was able to get your attention. And it was so easy. Actually, I just had to to be very clear about how I'm asking you. And just to change my uh, language pattern. So it was like, oh, cool. I'm going to remember this lesson. Because there's so many times where if I'm frustrated with you, um it's a simple change of me just changing my approach or changing the way i ask you and to be more direct when when why i wouldn't be like that is because it's a a very irrational fear of that i learned long 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 time ago in our old relationship that you would act or be a certain person but you've you've changed you've moved beyond that so i also need to change and move beyond with my perception of how you'll take it you know Mm -hmm. so um just like not letting old lessons dictate yeah and it was just it was just really cool it was so cathartic like i was saying it was just so like wow that's some that was weird that was crazy that was intense like we got to do that. I'm so glad. Like I didn't wait till I was like fucking old or then when she was old or maybe didn't like what are you talking about? Like she yeah. wouldn't remember or something. <laughs> like, dang, I waited too long, you know, so I'm so glad I I took the time. Um and then I found it you know, not only that she had the courage to like stay there with me and keep talking to me when I'm like getting all crazy or not crazy, but just getting very, very emotional. Um, but I had the the courage to go you know what i really want to say to you that's what i said i was Uh like you know i i really have to say this to you and she's like tell me tell me tell me yeah and i was like and then it just like all came out and it was like amazing and i was like (laughs) like a child (laughs) what how um so what's uh, is there anything that she was keeping in I would like to keep that between us. Okay. Yeah. But I, um, cause she's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you everything about me, but I'll, I'll keep that for yeah between us. Yeah. I'll tell you, but like not publicly. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's more respectful. Okay. They can know everything about me. I don't give a shit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I think that's, I felt like, yeah, that was good to just go out sporadically this week. Okay. Yeah, because I felt like you came out with a lot of things and it didn't really, um, it was more about your relationship with your mother this time around. No, I mean, I, it's all, it is a big source, but there's still, there's still some with you, I think. Mm-hmm when i was discovering all these things with my mom i was like oh that reminds me a lot about my relationship with you like i said 
you two are similar in how you will do something and I will take it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then you, you both said, I didn't realize I was doing that or I didn't realize well, do you, you, do you, you took think it that way. How, how do you perceive like before you even say like we're, we're almost the same or how we act or the same, like, um, maybe don't say it that way. Right. Uh, don't see it that way or else you, you're going to remind yourself you're just like my mom or whatever. No, right? I think it's a good thing. Okay. I don't think it's a bad thing. I was just, it was a great parallel for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I already learned this lesson with you and I hadn't transferred it to the relationship with my mom. And then I was like, just making the parallel like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you look or say or do something to me and I'm very sensitive when it's with you. And I take it really, sometimes I could take it really personally or like, but if anybody else, I was like, I don't give a shit, right? Hmm. And it's the same thing with my mom. Like she can say or do or something, whatever. And because it's her, like I will ruminate with the thought and be like, what did I do? So, or am I in trouble or yeah. whatever, right? So like um, all I needed to do was be like, um, if something did hurt me that you did and you're not aware of it, I just need to let you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I was like, oh, right. And I learned that with you. And I was like, oh, cool. I, I just have to tell my mom that like, um, yeah, that thing hurt me in the past. Did you know that? And in our relationship, you see us as equals, right? Um, so that's how you were able to stand up for yourself, have a voice in the relationship. Yeah, equal, like equally, I'm see... a woman and you're a woman, mom. Yeah. Like, can I talk to you okay. like that? Not not be your child because I'm always going to be your or daughter. Or you feel like you're at a different level. You're talking up to this Exactly, master, you know, right? my mom is my mom. So I'm always like, please, you know. Help me, I, please help me <laughs> I'm always like, don't hit me, right? Yeah. Don't hit me verbally. Don't hit me physically. And uh, that's what I carry from my childhood. Yeah. So in my adulthood, I should not be thinking that, right? But I do. And mm. so that's why I would always like feel a distance between us. So I needed to break free of like my child self and step into my adulthood as a woman, you know, and having a relationship with another adult woman who is my mom. So... Um, I feel like we did that and it just felt so much better. And then she was able to gain awareness of what actually our relationship is. Cause she even said herself, she was like, I think I was in denial about some things, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's kind of like denial or just repression. Like just, okay, like, let me just move on and do what I know. And, you know, I'm doing my thing as a mom and I'm doing my best, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's fine. We're all going to do that. Um, but I was like, yeah, so I know you're not aware and I know that's not your fault all the time. So it's up to me to tell you what's, what's going on, what's the situation and how I'm perceiving it. Right. And then I just need you to be like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. And then, and now your awareness expands, right? So instead of it just being here all the time, and you're like, man, you, you just got to tell me where that rock is or, you know, I'm not going to see it. No, I'm like, the rock's over here. You can open your hands and you can see it yourself. Oh, okay, there's the rock. So like that, right? So that's kind of how I see it where it's like um, teaching each other how to best communicate with each other so that we stop hurting each other mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead start loving for real. 
for real, for real, you know, like really be close the way that I, I want to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, that's more um, clear now. Well, yeah, that's how I kind of see it is about just being equal. Yeah. Even yeah. with your parents as you get older and people, uh, as they grow older, they forget that <laughs> they're still a kid and they act like a kid around their parents. And now that you're older, you just need to just kind of talk to them. Like, yeah. As be a woman, be a man. Yeah, like, be a man. You know, yeah. Step up and um, it's not about being spiteful or blaming or shaking a fist or a finger at somebody. It's just, yeah, being on equal ground. And, and the, the, the time that I felt that with you, that I could really feel empowered. Yeah. Um, not in power, but empowered. Like, oh, I'm, I'm here with you also. Mm-hmm. Instead of me, I'm up here and you're down here. Like, and we did that a lot where it was like this and mm-hmm. we would compete and keep score. But now we're here and like, whenever we're down, we bring each other up. Mm-hmm. And um, like you letting me vent on the couch after the trip because I was so distraught and disappointed and like, I was really bummed out. Like I said, I was bummed out because there was so much that I felt like um, I didn't get to do. Not like I would do a lot of things, but I mm-hmm. also felt, I told you I felt guilty because I, I feel like I keep you from doing what you want to do mm. um, or eating what you want to eat because you always have to like abide by what's what I'm eating and stuff. And even though I'd be like, go eat what you want to eat, like you won't do it. And I'm like, well, you know, my hands are tied, man. Like, and then the guilt, uh, I think rises and like I've, I believe hardcore is guilt always looks for punishment. And then I was already building a lot of guilt and maybe a lot of fear in that trip up until that day we got, I got the UTI. Mm -hmm. And even though we're, I feel like we don't do anything different on any normal day. And for some reason, like I get it, it's like something's up, you know, yeah. like something, something deeper that we couldn't, I don't know, whatever. So, um, and then I was just hit with more shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, you don't want to go out? You don't want to leave the hotel? I'll give you a reason not to leave the hotel. Boom, migraine, right? Yeah. That's what I think it is. It's it's really, uh, when I was learning this on the on the podcast, that chronic pain podcast, I was like, that makes total sense. And, uh, and the reason why is that the source of it, that's what's going on right You're now. You're like using these things as like your... your like your attack or something yeah, it's a self-sabotage yeah in a way but i was like where's the source the source is not here in the present day yeah. it's in the past and uh, i didn't realize what it was and i think until until that night i had the conversation but i was like um i told my mom about my death dream yeah and um because she said to me right before we started to break down and get really emotional she goes maybe you should just ask lord jesus <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, not no, in a serious way. Yeah. Um, I, I'm laughing because it's not my language. It's not my language to speak to Lord Jesus. But uh, she's like, maybe you need to ask for Lord Jesus the way, like how, how you're going to heal. Mm-hmm. But I was open. I was just like, okay, mom, you know, I'm just open. Um, but my Lord Jesus moment 
was me dying in my dream. And I was asking myself during the whole trip while I was in pain, I was like, why? Why me? Why this? Like, am I always going to be like this? Or is it going to get even worse too? Whatever. Um, And uh, usually in pain, I always do a lot of research. And so I go, okay, how am I going to do it? Like I'm resolved, right? I'm like, how am I going to do it? I need to get a plan. Um, I'm really lost right now. I know I need a lot of help, whatever, but I just need to start thinking about how am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. That's how I came across the salary and um, a bunch of stuff and then your help as well and then making the, the meal plan and all. Like, So things start to align when you're more resolved and be like, how am I going to find the way? But the death dream was like, your old self is going to die and how you interpret the death dream is like your new self is going to rise. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it takes a lot of pain sometimes to to let that thing die and transition into the new one right like they say being born is like really painful for a baby (laughs) and so i was like okay i'm maybe just going through a lot of pain and sickness because um i'm gonna be better out of it at the end of it because i'm gonna go through a lot of changes so i'm like in my little cocoon right now for my seven day detox yeah and then i'm gonna emerge into a Better, a butterfly. A butterfly. A healed butterfly. Can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, whoa, B, I'm yeah, a butterfly. Yeah, you better not scare me. <laughs> I'm a butterfly, <laughs> And then I'll change it to a moth and you'd really be scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Chi? I'm relaxed. <laughs> Did you heal your body this morning when you yeah. surfed? You know, I uh, it, it was a challenge for me because like this time I was like going alone. Mm. yeah i thought you were gonna take steve with you no he had something to do but you know like i and then i just kept telling myself it's such a solo like sport you like it or no no i like it oh good yeah like even i mean it's cool that yeah steven came out i wanted him just to have experience of surfing so i don't don't really i think he likes it i mean he keeps doing it Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I can't depend on his schedule. He can't depend on my schedule. So I was like, dude, tomorrow looks really great, which is today. Yeah, it was good. I mean, you just went. Freaking went, man. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me when I was like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity to dance. Yeah. So <laughs> Even though I'm by myself. I remember uh, in high school when um, my friends, like, uh, when we all started to drive and... Um, we would wake up five in the morning and we'll be at San Ofri at like around six. Yeah. And it was the best moments ever just because the water is just really calm. It's the morning. No one's uh, even like up yet. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever's out there is just whoever's out there. Yeah. But everyone's to themselves or like you said, it's just you and the water and you just need to pay attention to yourself. So that's why I'm saying like if even anyone came out with me, it's I'm still just you're still in your yeah, you're still in your own zone and everyone has to be or else you would die. No, you would just. (laughs) Yeah, you would just get plummeted. (laughs) So, um, yeah, today I was just in my own zone. Yeah and it felt nice yeah yeah it it felt like i needed it it was like time to yourself yeah and when i just went out there i was like dude this is this is good yeah 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 it's good and you're you're better too about like not uh pestering me about like eating our food and stuff today yeah like i was just doing my thing 
and uh, you weren't there to be like, what are you eating? What are you making? Because uh, oftentimes, too, like when you ask that and if I'm making a sad ass meal <laughs> for my IBS diet, so boring. It only reiterates how boring and shitty it is. Yeah. When I have to say it out loud, I'm like. Meat. Yeah. Rice. What the fuck else? Like it's been three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I like that you were not like chiming in and like asking me what I'm eating for the millionth time. Yeah. Um, and just letting me do my thing. And uh, I like I like that. It feels a lot more respectful. Um, and How would I get dog hoss for your parents this Thursday? Like? I said I was to me, it sounds like you want dog hoss. Because <laughs> so you didn't ask and be like, what should I get for everybody? Mm-hmm. So that's like pulling what I did was like, I want pizza. I'm going to get everybody pizza. Yeah. So when I texted them that, I said, don't worry, you don't have to eat it. You can bring still whatever you want. Yeah. Um, you know, to, you know. Jen don't want it. <laughs> just to be nice, whatever. So yeah. I'm sure my mom will like, because she likes Costco hot dogs a lot. Yeah. And she always puts hella relish on it and um, like all the fixings. So yeah, I think she'll like it. Um, but I just pref- I just buffer it. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you're you know just uh just buffer it say you know you don't have to it's just mm-hmm. like she wants to do this nice thing so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but don't feel obligated that you have to you know eat it yeah yeah but um yeah no but how do you feel like i think it's great i thought that was nice of you to do that but yeah. i just want to consider them for you yeah yeah no but i mean being like i'm just envisioning like I oh you guys eating dog house yeah that's okay okay because i got my meal plan right yeah so it's fine okay yeah it will be sad but it's hum- yeah, I'm human the- i'm human i was like i'm gonna look at the fucking food and i will be sad that i'm not eating it like yeah. there's no there's no p- possible scenario where i will not be able should to be do like that. what what you say like every time someone has an accident on a freeway that you we should just cover our food yeah <laughs> <So> <laughs> you don't fine. see what's happening it's fine I, <laughs> I just need to be stronger and be, i mean yeah. i'm over it already like as long as you don't offer me and go woo yeah. or like ooh, like i wish you could like taste this don't do that shit yeah. you know like just eat your food yeah it's fine yeah i can always go over there like it's not a big deal mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be like all these sjw's be like you must call me by my pro- proper pronoun and bullshit like yeah, you're a strong lady <laughs> <laughs> i don't expect the world to change for me i'm not you know yeah i'm, I'm not an egomaniac like cool good yeah okay are you good i guess (laughs) (laughs) it's only if you're good too okay are you good i'm good okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) all Uh, right guys thank you for tuning in into past the aisle yep i'm kevin i'm egg and you can check us out on itunes Mm -hmm. anchor and youtube youtube instagram Instagram, Spotify, Spotify, and visit our website. You can also access Pass the Aisle under our info tab. Yeah, our website's at kevinlevuweddings.com. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay, bye. And bye. <laughs>